and all the world wondered after the beast. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Ellen White in volume 5, 711 says, A great crisis awaits the people of God. A crisis awaits the world. The most momentous struggle of all ages is just before us. And as you think those words, may I add volume 7, 182. The world is filled with storm and war and variance. Yet under one head, the papal power, the people will unite to oppose God. This morning I want to share something with you. It's a discovery that I have just recently made that reveals to me how quickly the new world order can come into being. You are all aware that I personally, strongly believe in the soon coming of our Lord. But I have a confession to make. I've had a problem about Christ's return for I have felt that two great events must take place before he can come. And I have wondered how this could happen in my lifetime. Now be assured, there are many changes that are taking place and that will take place. Every facet of our life in the coming months is going to change. Historic Adventists, Students can discern and understand these developments and we understand how laws and regulations can take place soon. But what about these two great obstacles that are blocking the way for a one world government in which the Pope is to become the supreme ruler of a new world order? Now remember, I have never questioned the fulfillment of prophecy, but humanly speaking, it seemed impossible in my day. But then to my amazement and to my wonder, one of these obstacles recently disintegrated before our eyes. I'm speaking of communism, the greatest enemy of the papacy a power that is literally broken and pleading for help from the world. This mighty superpower is no more. And suddenly the way has opened for the remaining superpower, the United States, to fulfill the prophecy of Revelation 13. Revelation 13, verse 11 and 12 says, I beheld another beast, coming up out of the earth and he had two horns like a lamb and then those words and he spake as a dragon we know that the dragon represents Satan and his agencies 
And he continues, he exercised all the power of the first beast before him and caused the earth and them which dwell therein to worship the first beast whose deadly wound was healed. This two-horned beast we know to be the United States. And in our world of sudden change these days, we understand more clearly the spirit of prophecy, the last movements will be rapid ones. And so with the collapse of the USSR, this left one other obstacle in my mind. The Muslim countries of the world, which are now the world's remaining great enemy of Christianity. I speak from personal experience this morning. I have been in Muslim countries, many of them. I have witnessed their hatred of Christianity. Any Seventh-day Adventist missionary to the Muslim world is well acquainted with their determination to stop the advancement of Christianity. How? By the extermination of any Muslim who becomes a Christian. Let me give you an example. It is no secret for I knew it in the General Conference that when a Muslim decides to become a Seventh-day Adventist, in many cases the church must act <clears throat> quickly and secretly by sending the new convent convert away to another part of the world. This person must leave his family and give up all of his identity forever to start a new life in a new place. For to remain among his people is certain death. And this is why our work and the work of other denominations, including the Roman Catholics, has had so little success. Now, with such a religion so opposed to Christianity, how in the world can the Muslims join a Christian one world government? headed by the Pope of Rome. Well, let's consider this problem. And remember, prophecy never, never fails. We know that the Muslim religion will soon concede to the papacy, but how? Let's look at the present world situation. Today, one-sixth of the world population are followers of Islam a religion that began in the seventh century. Today, the Muslims are concentrated in a belt of countries very close to both sides of the equator, stretching from Morocco to the Philippine Islands. This area of the world is of great significance historically and strategically, since this area lies across the world trade routes. To the Western mind, and I suppose to many of us here, the image of the Muslims that we see on television, that we see pictures in magazines, they're always bowing down to Mecca three times a day, and that's about all we know. They are mystifying, they are complicated, and so we usually try to ignore them. Yet, day by day, the Muslim world is becoming involved in Western interests. 
take a few examples. Remember Khomeini and the U.S. hostages in Iran? Recall the international furor over Salim Rushdie's book entitled Satanic Verses with a million dollars of assassination hanging over his head. He had to go into hiding. Consider the evasion, invasion of Kuwait by Iraq, which brought the largest United States military force into the Gulf since the close of World War II. And now, this very day, there is a mega billion dollar banking scandal with money laundering for terrorists and drug kingpins operating in Muslim Pakistan. Looking back for a few centuries, we recall that the Christian Europe was once almost destroyed by a great Muslim invasion. Then looking at today, we see the Muslims migrating to Europe by the tens of thousands. A vast number are coming to the United States. This problem is intensified with significance as we see the Muslims involved in an attempt to destroy the U.S. Trade Center in New York, in which nearly a thousand of our citizens were injured. So you are asking, how can Christianity and Islam find a common ground? Is it possible that they will become a part of a new world order headed up by the Pope? Don't forget the prophecy. Revelation 13, 3, I saw one of his heads as it were wounded to death. That happened in 1798 when Berthier took the Pope prisoner and he died in exile. I read on, and his deadly wound was healed. Mussolini saw to that in 1929 when the Cordat was signed. And this power is growing until now it is intrigued in every country of the world. All the world, it says, wondered after the beast. Since God has spoken, this new world order will come to pass. And remember verse 7, over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So the question, is there something happening today that will bring a marriage between Catholicism and Muslim who have been enemies? The answer is yes, decidedly yes. The connecting link is found in both of their religions, and it is presently uniting these two religious enemies. I learned this as I found a book by Bishop Fulton Sheen entitled The World's First Love, published by Garden City Books in Garden City, New York. In this book was a chapter dedicated to Mary and the Muslims. In this chapter, I learned how the Muslim religion developed in the seventh century by becoming a mixture of Christianity, Judaism, and Arabian customs. Through this new prophet, Muhammad, he attempted to repudiate the Trinity, 
by teaching that Christ was only a prophet, just like John the Baptist. And this is why it is difficult for Mohammedans to become Christians, as difficult as a Christian may be asked to become a Jew. The Muslim faith teaches that they and they only have a revelation for the last days. Keep this in mind as you think of God's remnant church today who has a prophet for the last hours. And the Muslims claim that Mohammed and their church is that of the last days. Now we come to the discovery that the papacy has made in planning a marriage between the Muslims and Catholicism. Not by preaching Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world, but through the veneration of Mary, the Mother of God. So listen to me carefully. The Koran, which is the Muslim Bible, has been discovered to contain many, many passages concerning the Blessed Virgin Mary. It teaches of her, quote, of an immaculate conception, unquote, and of a virgin birth. The third chapter of the Koran gives the history of Mary's family with a genealogy that goes back to Father Abraham and then to Noah and, believe it or not, to Adam. When you compare the Koran's descriptions of Mary's birth, you wonder if the prophet Muhammad didn't actually believe the scriptures. Listen as I read to you as it describes the condition of Mary, quote, O Lord, I vow and consent to you what already is within me, unquote. And when you read Mary's mother, as she said of her child when it was born, quote, I consecrate her with all her posterity under the protection, O Lord, against Satan, unquote. In the Quran, Joseph is made to speak to the Virgin Mary, asking her a question. How come that you are with child without a father? Now listen to Mary's answer as written in the Quran, quote, Do you not know that God, by his great Power made the trees grow without the help of rain? All that God had to do was to say, so be it, and it was done, Unquote. In the Quran, you will find many verses concerning the Annunciation, the Visitation, and the Nativity. Angels are pictured as stating, quote, O Mary, God has chosen you and purified you and elevated you above all women on the earth, unquote. In the 19th century, in the 19th chapter of the Koran, you will find 41 verses about Jesus and Mary. In the fourth book, a strong defense of Mary's virginity. It even condemns the Jews for not accepting the Virgin Mary. So the Virgin Mary is to the Muslim world the true Sayyid, 
meaning the only lady with a capital L. Even Mohammedan's daughter, who was called Fatima, and please keep that word in your mind, his daughter takes a second place for Mohammedan wrote of his daughter, and I'm quoting, Thou shalt be the most blessed of all women in paradise after Mary. In a variant of the text, Fatima is made to say, I surpass all women except Mary. Now, these you find in the Quran. So we find a very significant discovery here. Every true Catholic and millions and millions of Protestants have heard the story of how the Virgin Mary is supposed to have visited three Portuguese children in a village called Fatima. And because of what happened, Mary is now known the world over, I don't care where you go, as the Lady of Fatima. Bishop Sheen wrote in his book, since nothing ever happened out of heaven except with a finesse of all details, I believe that the Virgin Mary chose to be known as Our Lady of Fatima as a pledge and a sign to the Muslim people and as an assurance that they who show her so much respect will one day accept her son too." Unquote. Nothing. Notice now how this ties in with the historical past. For centuries, the Muslims once occupied Portugal. But when they were finally driven out, the last Muslim chief had a very beautiful daughter named Fatima, who had fallen in love with a Catholic boy. And when the Muslims fled, she stayed behind and embraced the Catholic faith. Because of this, her Catholic husband renamed the town Fatima. Now you are beginning to catch the significance of this Muslim name, Fatima, which was also the name of Mohammedan's daughter. This Portugal town of Fatima is the very place where the Virgin Mary is supposed to have appeared to three Portuguese children, confiding in them that the present Pope, Pope Paul John II, is one day to rule this world. This we learned from the book of Malachi Martin entitled The Keys of His Blood. You remember Malachi Martin was a former Jesuit in the Vatican. This all, take, all this history took place on May 13, 1917 and was verified on October 13, 1917 when a miracle was performed, supposedly, by the Virgin Mary before some 75,000 people who had gathered in Fatima to see a miracle by the Virgin. Please remember that the devil performs miracles. We know as Seventh-day Adventists that Mary is dead, that Mary is in her grave, that she is not in heaven, but awaits the resurrection morn from the great life giver. The Bible is very clear in Ecclesiastes 9, 5, 6, and 10, for it says the dead 
no, not anything. Their love, their hatred, their envy has now perished. Neither have they any more a portion forever in anything that is done under the sun. Where whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. For there is no work, no knowledge, no device, no wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. So we know that what is being performed around this world today, pretending to be merry, is the work of demons. Now keep that in mind. I'm sure you remember the story that I spoke here when I talked about the New World Order. I told you of what happened exactly. I will just give a summary of it here. You remember these three Portuguese children had been told that the Pope was going to rule the world and to prove this, Mary returned on October 13 to perform a miracle and this miracle took place after it had been raining we would say today cats and dogs it just poured and poured till there was water everywhere and suddenly it stopped at the precise moment it was supposed to and the sun appeared in the scattered clouds and began to spin like a plate of silver tinting the clothes of the people and the faces of the 75,000 worshipers, even tinting the grass and the animals. Then the sun left its place in the heavens and began to plunge toward these people. As it came nearer, the people could feel the extreme heat. They expected to die and cried, God, forgive us. And then suddenly the sun returned to its proper position, followed by a mighty wind which was not felt, but which instantly dried the mud into powder. Now this miracle, supposedly given by the Virgin Mary, is declared by the Roman Catholic Church today as living proof that this Pope Pope John Paul II is to set up a new world order within seven years. Clearly you can see how the term Our Lady of Fatima is the bond of unity that exists between the Muslims and the papacy. It is no wonder that the Virgin Mary is receiving enthusiastic reception throughout the Muslim world today. The Muslims in the Quran are forbidden to have any statutes, are forbidden to have any idols that are to be worshipped. Yet, today in the Muslim world you will find processions bearing the statue of Our Lady of Fatima. And you will find prayers being offered in her behalf before their mosques. Truly, the Muslims have a devotion to Mary. Let me cite a personal example. In my travels one day, I had to stop over in the capital of Chad. <laughs> That's a little nation you perhaps didn't even know existed unless you look at the map. But it's a Muslim country in the strictest sense. 
I discovered there as I looked over the squalid city and the destitute people living in cardboard boxes, literally, there was one building that stood up, a momentous building, a beautiful structure, a cathedral amid the squatted conditions. I was surprised and I insisted that I had to go see that building. As I walked in that Catholic cathedral, I was amazed. It was such a building as if I could have held an evangelistic meetings for the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Why? There was not a statue, there was not an image of Peter or Paul or Joe or any of those. Why? Because it was forbidden. I'd never been in a church or a cathedral of the Roman Catholic Church like that in my life. I walked around. I finally went around to the rear, and there I found a large room, and what do you suppose I discovered? There I found a statue, an image, of the Lady of Fatima, in which the Muslims would bow and worship. Now reports are coming in that the Muslim children are claiming audiences with the Virgin Mary throughout Muslim territories. In these visits, Mary is always telling the same story, that the world is increasing in sinfulness. She speaks of the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ, her son. She warns of repentance and a call for a life of poverty and prayer, and always telling the Muslims to use the rosary. Now, don't forget such reports will never bring the Muslims into Christianity. This will never happen. But the Lady of Fatima is making it possible for a new world order in which the Pope will rule the world. How? May I take you to the great controversy, page 445, when she speaks of the last days that unity will be achieved by uniting upon such common points of doctrine as are held in common. So you'll never expect the Muslims to give up all of their teachings and become Catholics. No, they just got to have one point to get together on. And never expect the Protestant churches in America to become Catholics. They just have to unite on one or two points such as Sunday keeping and the state of the dead. This is opening the way for Catholicism and the Muslim world to join hands. This basic belief concerning the Virgin Mary is founded on that false doctrine of the immortality of the soul, which is the foundation of spiritualism in Great Controversy 552, here is a channel regarded as sacred through which Satan works for the accomplishment of his purpose. The fallen angels who do his, bearing, his bidding appear as messengers from the spirit world. And the counterfeit is perfect. Thus today, millions upon millions and millions are being seduced before our eyes today by the doctrines of devils.
Although Friday is the sacred day of worship, the holy day, the Sabbath day of the Mohammedans, yet Sunday keeping will be no problem because they already keep this as a holiday. I have traveled in those lands and you cannot buy a gasoline, a gallon of gasoline anywhere on Sunday. How quickly the new world order can come into place. Recently I gleaned the following from the Hope Liberty News. Speaking of the magazine Mary's People, April 25, 1993. A World Council of Churches has held its 25th anniversary. What's this? The World Council of Churches? It's the Protestant churches. And what are they doing? They are holding the 25th anniversary to the Society of the Blessed Virgin Mary. You know, I don't think the Adventists today realize that we're in the end time. I think we're so asleep, we just don't realize what's taking place. Over in Ashport, England, last December, they met at the Merriam Shrine. And when I use that word Merriam, that means a shrine or a program of worshiping Mary, the mother of God. And this is the Protestant churches I want to ask you a question. How can our denomination, which participates in the World Council of Churches committees and claims not to be a member, how can they be a part of this program? This Merriam movement is sponsored by the World Council of Churches, now claims that the Merriam movement has surpassed the charismatic renewal program. Both of them have similar and definite aims. They both respond to signs, to miracles, to wonders. Both teach the spontaneous rising of the arms and the hands in prayer, in the spirit. Both have similar aims and teachings. For they emphasize the world Pentecostal evangelism which is sweeping the Catholic Church and Protestant churches. But the Merriam movement goes further. In the past five years, it claims that the Virgin Mary is predicting the following. Predicting revolutions, wars, killer hurricanes, tornadoes, volcanoes, earthquakes, droughts, floods, starvation, social unrest, and environmental catastrophes. Now, surely, the Virgin Mary is predicting these things. Have you seen them happening? What about the great earthquake this week? Now they're talking 30,000 people killed. What about the hurricane in Florida, the greatest devastation ever to hit America? What about the floods in the Midwest? I could go on. Jesus predicted these, and now the spirit of devils is predicting them. In the decade of the 90s, it is seen 
that there is an explosion of Marian apparitions. Perhaps I will mention just one. They've been in the news lately, the weeping statue of Mary in Georgia. Thousands are going there to see her weep. With alarming divine interventions, Mary is telling of a coming chastisement of the Almighty God, a great time of tribulation that we are now in, to purify mankind for a great coming of peace. As prophesied in Fatima, Portugal, in 1917, this I have just given was taken from the Queen of Peace in 1993. Perhaps you haven't overlooked. You see three angels up here? Did you know that the Catholic Church is talking about three messages from Fatima? One, that mankind must return to the worship of Mary, the Queen of Heaven. And if you want to read about devil worship, just read Jeremiah 44, verse 17 to 19. It speaks of the Queen of Heaven. Secondly, one of the messages of these three messages of Fatima was that Russia will be converted to the Immaculate Heart. And we see it happening today before our eyes. And thirdly, that catastrophes are coming upon the disobedient, those who are not keeping God's law as interpreted by the church. The Associated Press of May 21 this year reports an explosion of repeated appearances of Mary in the United States in the past 18 months. I want to tell you we are living in the end. Twenty-two. Paul Gifford tells there have been numerous occurrences in Africa claiming apparitions of the Virgin Mary. In such countries as Uganda and Rwanda, there has grown up an ethos in which such claims are almost expected and are given widespread speed, wide speed credence. In fact, the stage has been reached where 10-year-old Muslim children are claiming to have experiences the same as Mary gave in Portugal. And this same phenomena, if you have been listening to the news, is happening in Yugoslavia, where the Great War is taking place nearby. Such gatherings resemble those of Africa, but in the Marian movement, remember the Muslims are never asked to become Catholics. All they must do, they are asked to lead pure lives, keep the commandments, and honor and worship Mary. And so the entire world now is getting ready for a great new world order in which the Pope soon will affect every life that is here this morning. Are you ready? I have a question. I want to become personal to you this morning. Are you ready as individuals here this morning to visit with the Virgin Mary? Oh, now you say, now, are you serious, Brother Nelson? 
Well, think that over. What about your children? Are you taking time to teach your children to abhor Catholicism? Oh, you say, that's a strong word. That's what the great controversy tells us, that in past years, Protestants taught their children. Let me read it to you. Great Controversy 563. They taught their children to abhor papacy and to hold that to seek harmony with Rome would be a disloyalty to God. Are you ready for your children to meet these problems? Did you know that they are coming into the Adventist church? Let me read a letter to you, dated July 11, 1992. This happened in a Seventh-day Adventist church two weeks ago. It was the children's story time, and the pastor was giving it. Just like I, this morning, if I'd had a time, would have called the children up here and gave the story. The story began by each child, remember this is a Seventh-day Adventist church, the story begins by each child being handed the rosary. And then they were told that one by one they were to move the beads, they were to name the books of the Bible, and name the twelve disciples, and then pray on the rest of the beads. God forbid. I never thought it would happen in my day. A minister's wife, I'm still reading from the letter, was in the congregation and told how upset she was. She said, I was afraid I would rock, walk right up and grab those rosaries and choke the pastor. Then she added, it sounds like another Jesuit priest. A former Catholic who joined the church three years ago was sitting next to her. And this ex-Catholic said, these children will be Catholics someday. You have no idea what is being planned, what is coming. I want to tell you we are asleep. Now I want to talk to you adults. Are you preparing for a face-to-face -face meeting with Mary? Oh, I hear you say, it will never happen to me. Well, just listen to this. Elder Hoffman, you know, he lives up here at Roseburg, recently told me of something that happened in Rome, Italy. There was a former Catholic, now a Seventh-day Adventist, and we have millions of them in our church around the world, former Catholics. He took his two little girls to this park, and in this park there was a rock formation and there was an indentation, you might call it a little cave, and the children were playing around while he was reading a book. And all of a sudden, the children came running to Daddy who was reading and said, Come, come, come to the cave and see a beautiful woman. He paid no attention, as most parents do, because he knows the imagination of children. But soon they came running again, Daddy, you must see this beautiful woman. 
So taking the children by the hand, he went to this cave's entrance and stood spellbound at the glory that he saw surrounding the Virgin Mary. And then she spoke to him, why are you fighting me? You know what happened to him? He went back immediately to his Catholic belief and joined the Catholic Church. Why? Hadn't he seen with his eyes? Hadn't he heard with his ears? The melodious voice speaking to him. What does the great controversy say, page 560? All whose faith is not firmly established upon the word of God will be deceived and overcome. In page 562, the whole world will be swept into the ranks of delusion. The people are fast being lulled to a fatal security to be awakened only by the outpouring of the wrath of God. And I want to tell you there will be thousands of Adventists that will not wake up until the wrath of God pours and it's going to be too late. Listen to me, if I have ever spoken the truth to you, there are some of you here this morning who in a short time before Jesus comes are going to face personally the devil's angels. They may sit in this very church in the very pew next to you here. I am positive, for I have been reading the spirit of prophecy, you are going to be looking into the eyes of the devils and maybe Satan himself. And you will be amazed to see him perhaps perform miracles on loved ones in your family. Some of these days soon, as a mob surrounds you, you will hear him say, Why are you blaspheming my name by not keeping holy the Sunday? Don't you know that I changed that day some 2,000 years ago? Be realistic this morning. I beg of you, read the book Great Controversy. It tells us what is coming. Why shouldn't you meet the devil? Are you any better than the Lord Jesus Christ? He met the devil, and I'm going to tell you, we're going to have to meet him and the temptations that he presented. This new world order is certain to take place. Are you going to become a part of it? Or can Jesus count on you to have nothing to do with the Virgin Mary, which is nothing more than today's spiritualism? May I read again my introductory remarks? I saw one of his heads as it was wounded to death. And his deadly wound was healed, and all the world wondered after the beast. And it was given to him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. A great crisis awaits the people of God. A crisis awaits the world. The most momentous struggle of all the ages is just before us. For the world is filled with storm and war 
yet under one head, the papal power, the people will unite to oppose God. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, O oh Lord, we pray thee that somehow in these coming days you will awaken us and may we see in everything about us the signs of a soon coming Savior and of a time of trouble such as never was. Help us, Lord, to be praying members, to be individuals who are ready to follow thee even at the pain of death. Help us, God, to take the Bible as our guide to not only believe it, but to tell others of what is coming. Oh, help us to be ready. We ask in Jesus' name.